Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Friday edition of Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc, Spruce Grove, and right here in West Edmonton Mall, wilhawkbeefjerky.com. My name is Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas here as well, as we're talking fantasy sports for the next 60 minutes on the show. Of course, we like to get your input into the conversation, questions, whatever you got to say, let us know. one 401 1440 We got a busy, busy weekend in the sporting world. A whole lot going on. Basketball preseason. We got MLB playoffs. We got kids walking past, Brandon waving to them, making their day. NHL, NFL. It is going to be a lot of fun. The NFL week already started. The Chiefs knocking off the Denver Broncos 19-8. to Brandon giving us some news in his last update. They're going to release Frank Clark, the Kansas City Chiefs. Or sorry, the Denver Broncos. That is what uh, the boy Shefty tweeted out this morning. So basically he's just going to go back to Kansas City and try to win a Super Bowl? Wouldn't shock me. Would not shock me. Go to San Francisco? Yeah, as if the the Niners don't have enough space for all these guys. (laughs) They, They lead the league in recognizable names, I think, top to bottom on that roster. It is crazy frank do you want to come in here and rush the passer 10 times a game because our rotation is so deep like yeah that that sounds like easy money (laughs) 10 rushes a game that's all you need uh the denver broncos right now seemingly an absolute tire fire they fell to the chiefs like we mentioned 19 to 8 last night dropping to 1 and 5 on the season hopefully hopefully you didn't start anyone on the denver broncos i guess Cortland sutton got the tutty so that might be one you could look at and say that was okay russell wilson we had said had been an okay fantasy player that was certainly not the case last night throwing for only 95 yards a couple picks uh javante williams leading the way for the broncos on the ground you know actually the broncos running the ball was not terrible they did average five yards per carry the problem is it was so spread out. You really didn't get too much success from it. Uh, Travis Kelsey for the Chiefs doing Travis Kelsey type things. Nine receptions, 124 yards. That's on nine targets. Uh, Rasheed Rice as well. Four receptions on four targets for 72 yards. And uh, Kadarius Tony finding the end zone. I don't think too many people would have had him in their lineup, but good for uh, Tony, the madman, number 19. Patrick Mahomes. I guess kind of an okay night for him. Nice to complete 75% of your passes, uh, 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Not massive, but uh, certainly not the worst. Uh, I had Harrison Butker in my lineup last night, so I got 15 points out of my kicker. So that's a good start for me. I need those points. My teams are so, so bad that I certainly need those points. Uh, Brandon, you were down at the Canadian Brew House. Uh, did you get the cauliflower wings? All right, so here's the sitch. <laughs> I had too late of a lunch, and so by the time I headed over to the Brew House, I was not hungry in any way shape or form but as the game went on and uh, I continued to be more and more interested in the baseball game the Phillies and Braves which was a terrific game to watch but uh, still of course you know the football games on the big screen the sounds on and hoping for a few fantasy things uh, I'd well given up on the over <laughs> which I said yesterday was a good play but uh, the Chiefs did cover which was yeah. a, a nice little touch um, long long way around of saying Basically, winding down the fourth quarter, I thought about it. I was like, should I just get these and maybe just take a bite or even take them to go and eat them as I as I return home? But 
I did not. I didn't have anything to eat at the brew house last night. Uh, one cold beer and then uh, shared the wealth a little bit. There was a great nice. crowd as always. Um, there was some sort of like private function up on the one level. And here's a question for you, Connor. You'd been to the Windermere location already once this year on a yeah. Monday nighter. Is the Papa Shot always up there on the upper deck or do they have that in there just for this private event thing they had? Papa Shot? We're talking like, like the, the bas- like arcade, arcade basketball. Thing? Yeah, thing. no, that's always there. That's always there. Yeah. And they have a, a shuffleboard table in the other back corner too. Mm-hmm. Windermere is uh, very quickly climbing the ranks of uh, my personal power rankings of brew houses here in the city. And a rooftop patio, which is absolutely amazing. I mean, our summers... R.I.P. It's gone for the year. But you get out there on that patio on a nice summer night. I mean, it, it's tough to beat that. And, and there's a few Canadian brew houses which have the rooftop patio. Uh, the Canadian Ice House, that that one is legit. Uh, you get a, a, a lot of sunlight and then you can sit out there till you know, midnight and it's, it's still nice and warm. I don't think you can beat that here in the city. So uh, glad to hear you had a good time. I'm making the commitment. I'll be out at the Fort Sask location on Monday night. Chargers Broncos. Sorry, Chargers Cowboys. I wish it was the Broncos. Uh, That was a Monday night game last year. That would have been a lot more entertaining for me, hopefully. But Chargers and Cowboys, Fort Sask location. I am going to order some cauliflower and uh I might bring you some in the next day, Brandon. Maybe, maybe you'll come out to Fort Sask, you know, your old stomping grounds. I know they know you, local celebrity out there. But if you don't come, I'll, I'll bring you some the next morning because I'm sure they hold up good. I'm thinking that uh, it's a it's a must stop for me tomorrow, or no, tomorrow, Monday uh, for that game. You're going to be in Fort. Uh, I, of course, am kind of in the process of moving at the moment, but uh, still more than happy to make the trip back around for a Monday night game and share an order of cauliflower wings with you. When I when I think of, sh- like, the park, I think of you. I think of Sean Brown. I think of Brad Slater, our producer. I think of Aaron Bordado of Oilers Nation, who's got the pregame going. Pregame in with board With Boardsy. Boardsy. Great logo. Kennedy knocks it out of the park all the time. The little uh, kind of looks like a little beer pong type setup. Uh, I think that's, uh, and then, yeah, my old friend Britt as well. So, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll be sending out the, the invites for everyone I know out in the park. And if you're out there, join me. Uh, if you're in Fort Sass, you can make the trip. If you're, you know, Northeast Edmonton, you can make the trip. Hey, even if you're from Spruce Grove, come on out to the Canadian Brew House next week. We're qualifying people for a chance to go out to the Super Bowl and someone will leave with a very nice barbecue meat package. Okay. On the show today, of course, we will be taking your text into one 401 1440 Always appreciate that. We'll talk some NHL and NFL. There's a whole lot to get to. And uh, our guest today on the program will be Jim Coventry of rotowire.com as well as Sirius XM Fantasy Sports. You can hear him tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern time. That is uh, 11 a.m. our time on Sirius XM. We'll throw a bunch of questions his way. There is there is lots to ask. I mean, selfishly, I mean, Joe Burrow, He the, the week I bench him, he plays pretty good. And had I started him, I think I might have won, actually. So, I, I mean, we got to get the questions on Joe Burrow. Is he a trustworthy start? Uh, there, there's a whole lot to get to. We'll get into your questions as well. No name on this one. Please ask, or please request that you send in your name here because you've sent us a lot of texts and I can't find any name. Uh, Connor, you know I had to come in with a chubby rust blast and aisle in the aeroplane. I mean, yeah, he's he's probably doing some uh, calisthenics. Is that what? some calisthenics? Some aerobics? Some in the uh, airplane on on the flight back to Denver today. <laughs> 
Yikes. Shelby Russ, I mean, he he I think he's kind of he slimmed, slimmed down, down compared to last year. He was he was too huge. He was too bulky Thick. last year. Um that's why the Broncos are having so much more success this season with him uh, under center because he slimmed down naturally. And Sean Payton. Of course, between the two of them, they've got the Broncos headed in the right direction. The worst coaching job he's ever seen last year with Nathaniel Hackett. Granted, it was pretty bad. And Nathaniel Hackett more wins uh in a Broncos or as the Broncos head coach than Sean Payton has. <laughs> so far. So far. But Hackett's uh <laughs> he he won I think he won the first first two weeks or two wins through three weeks or something. Yeah. Sean Payton hasn't accomplished that through no. five weeks. No. With Slim Russ. Tough, tough go for the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah, I mean, and, and Russ Wilson, Russell Wilson just does some things that make you cringe. Working out on the airplane on a flight to London is one of them. That, I mean, hey, that, that might not just be him. A lot of guys might do that, but maybe you tell the team, like, hey, don't don't record this. Like, I look like a goody-goody doing this. Uh, St. Albert Kevin texting in saying, I have Laporta and Knox both show up questionable. Would you pick up Everett and play him? Or other tight end suggestion to possibly pick up? I mean, that is a question we can certainly ask our guest, Jim Coventry, earlier on, or later on, sorry, in the show. I like Gerald Everett. I mean, he. I think for the Chargers, he's a guy who's good for, you know, four receptions, 50 yards, maybe a touchdown. It's not It's not massive, but at this point, with like this current state of tight ends, unless you have George Kittle going off or Travis Kelsey, occasionally Mark Andrews, it's... It might be a good option for you. I'm trying to think of other guys who might be available, and that's, in my opinion, the problem. There's not too many great guys out there that are available. I mean, if Zach Ertz is available in your league, maybe you you look at him, but I got a feeling that he's probably been picked up in the majority of the leagues. Just trying to slide down the Cole Komet. He's questionable as well. So, you know, you can't depend on that one. Maybe Logan Thomas or Hunter Henry, but... Yeah, that Slurpee Sean just texted and saying he's in the same boat as the texter and uh, Logan Thomas looks to be Slurpee Sean's solution. We've yeah. had guest after guest on this show come on and when we ask them about the tight ends, they all say some iteration of the same thing, that the tight end position is pretty well a crapshoot this year, at least so far. Like you said, apart from Travis Kelsey... And you can put a few guys in that secondary category, that, but even them have been pretty hit or miss. TJ Hawkinson, Sam Laporta, uh, George Kittle, up until mm-hmm. last week, hadn't really had much of an impact from a fantasy perspective. So it's pretty much Travis Kelsey or bust. And like for me, this is just my personal uh, situation. On like In my Dynasty League, I'm carrying like three tight ends because none of them are quite bad enough to drop, and you just kind of got to work week to week about because uh, all three of them could be picked up by somebody else in an instant between David and Joku, Noah Fant, Kate Otten down in Tampa. Yeah. Um, like, none of them are great options, but none of them are particularly bad options either. And it's just a week-to-week basis, basically guessing on a on a, um, a weekly timeline which one you're going to go with. And, and that's kind of just what this, the tight end position is this year. A lot of guessing, a lot of um, estimations and, and, and guesswork, and hopefully it pays off for you. And that, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean... Matchup wise, I think since he's given up big plays to tight end, so Noah Fant with Seattle might be a, an okay option if you're looking for a sneaker guy who does have some potential. But it's just week to week constant. It's tough, yeah, and then, I mean that's kind of funny. Like we talk about picking defenses based on matchup week to week and who you might want to go for. Could the tight end position be like that? Just because if you don't have a top three four guy, there's just such a big drop off. David Njoku, 
Did you see his face, by the way? His burns that he had? What a warrior. My, My gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> he played NFL football uh, two weeks ago. Yeah, with a burnt Immediately face. after he suffered that injury. I mean, the face is a long way from the hands, right? I guess so, but I mean, like, you, like football's so physical and the tight oh. end position of all of them, like, because he was wearing the mask thing, but even just that, like, rubbing against your face as you twist your head in your helmet, guy hits you, like, I have I have nothing but the utmost respect for David Joku, a guy who I've been drafting and redrafting year after year, kind of waiting for him to really, I don't know, I don't want to say live up to his potential because he's such a specimen physically, uh, and he's had flashes of it. It looked like him and Watson had some good chemistry. Yeah. Not, lo- not looking like Deshaun's going to play this weekend probably, so all of a sudden a lot of Cleveland options are probably out the door uh, from Amari Cooper to David Njoku. Um, you might be, they might be leaning on Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt if, if they're both good to go. So, uh, yeah, and Joku, man, all the power to him. And uh, I might still start him just because it's like this guy's a warrior and no matter what, he's going to get his. Yeah, first-round pick, he's a talent. We talk about you when you have a young quarterback out there. Tight end can be a bit of a security blanket, so you, you could look at that with some upside. But, yeah, absolute. Uh, w- when I heard the injury, it was like, oh, that's that's scary. And then we saw the result. He's on social media if you want to go take a look at it. Uh, painful and just having that, that helmet rubbing around on your face. Certainly painful. And uh, yeah, you just hope that it doesn't uh, have too many lingering effects for David Njoku. Uh, we've got one here from Bruce saying Joe Burrow versus Seattle, Sam Howell versus Atlanta, or CJ Stroud versus New Orleans. Who would you start this week? I'd probably scratch Sam Howell because I just. I, and I could be wrong, but I felt this way against the when it was Atlanta versus the Lions. Just don't. It's a blog game to me, and I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a running game, and then it's going to be like seventeen nine, and we're not going to get too much entertainment value. C.J. Stroud versus New Orleans, bit of a tougher defense, but I like C.J. Stroud. I mean, his decision making's been fantastic. Joe Burrow is the guy that gives you the most upside, I would think. So to me, it's between Burrow and Stroud, and I probably lean Burrow after what he did last week. What do you think, Brandon? You're the Texans fan. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Sam Howell is probably the first name to cross off the list. Despite a great showing, um, despite a terrible first half against the Bears on Thursday night football, uh, that Atlanta defense is proving particularly uh, difficult to play against. C.J. Stroud got uh, bottled up pretty good by them last week. So, uh, And the New Orleans defense and Seattle, all three of those are tough defenses. So you're kind of looking at a tough matchup no matter where you go. From what we saw from Seattle uh, last, Seattle's coming off a bye which might be one thing to consider, I guess, well-rested. And the last we saw of the Seattle defense, they were menaces. Devin Witherspoon, what a night on Monday Night Football. Um, but uh, Joe Burrow, like you said, highest upside for sure. I, I, I think it's kind of a coin flip between, between Stroud and Burrow. The, the Saints and, Seattle and Seahawks each have their um, strengths on defense. So I go either way. I'm starting C.J. Stroud mm-hmm. in, in, as one of my two QBs in a – um, a super flex. I'm probably still going to start Sam Howell because he's the only other quarterback I have, um, but I'm not going to be particularly happy about it and don't have another uh, position to slot in there just because of bye week. So I'm still going to be starting both those guys, but I totally understand if you want to go Joe Burrow. He's He is Joe Burrow and looked more like the real Joe Burrow last week. I mean, there are quarterbacks in this league that are must starts every week, even if it is a good defense. You have to go that way. Joe Burrow going into this season would have been one of those guys so you know maybe we'll throw that one at uh, Jim Coventry up next uh, just looking at that Seahawks secondary though uh, you mentioned Devon Witherspoon I mean outstanding week last week uh, Quandre Diggs was so good last year Jamal Adams 
I mean, yeah, he he's an in-the-box safety. He's an old-school guy. But, you know, he makes some plays out there, especially when he is coming off the edge. So if he's if he's good to go, I know he had the concussion a couple weeks ago. I mean, that, that Seahawks secondary can be a force. I don't want to say LOB 2.0. Uh, but but could be pretty good. Uh, we will take a break here. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas. It is Fantasy Frenzy brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. When we come back, we will get to our Fantasy Wizard of the Day, Jim Coventry of Sirius XM Fantasy Sports. It is the Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440, brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. Connor Halley, Brandon Douglas with you here. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. Uh, you heard it during the break there, but uh, this weekend down at Century Casino, it is the Oilers home opener watch party. Game gets going at 8 o'clock. Uh, you can join Kevin Carey, Brandon Douglas, Declan Kruger. They'll all be down there watching the game, having a couple pops, enjoying some great food. They've got some big giveaways we got the Zamboni Cooler. It's remote controlled. It is awesome. Uh, we'll also be giving away some Sports 1440 gear also. So if you want to head out to Century Casino and watch that one with the boys, you can do so. All the info up at sports1440.ca. Right now, though, we are going to get to our Fantasy Wizard brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Join all of us down at the CBH Monday, Thursday, and Sunday for your chance to win awesome game day prizes and qualify for a chance to win a trip for two to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. I'll be out at the Sherwood Park location on Monday as the Chargers take on the Dallas Cowboys. And when you know those two teams, you know it's certainly going to be interesting. So hopefully we'll see you all down there. Kickoff just after 6.15. We bring in our guest today, Jim Coventry of Sirius Sports or Sirius XM's Fantasy Sports Radio. You can hear him on Channel 87 and the Sirius XM app. Also from rotowire.com. Jim, uh, how are you doing today? Oh, extremely well. It's week six, third away to the season, ready to talk some football. Uh, Jim, one of the th- the topics that seems to continually pop up here on our program is the tight end position. And it seems like, you know, if you don't have George Kittle when he goes off or Travis Kelsey, there is that drop off at the tight end position. And uh, a couple guys thrown onto the injury report this week has a few of our listeners with questions. So I want to ask you, is there anyone who stands out, maybe potential waiver wire pickups at the tight end position? Yeah, again, never knowing how deep someone's league is. We'll start with Tyler Conklin of the Jets. Conklin has gotten five or six targets in every Zach Wilson start, and in three of those four games, he has at least 50 yards. So he has been money. Even in the bad game he had, it was like 25 yards, but he still had a number of catches. And Logan Thomas may be on people's injured. I mean, I'm in their waiver wire. And Logan Thomas gets quite a few targets. He had a concussion back in week two, which lowered his targets, and he missed the game. But he has been very active and very productive. Those are the two that come to the top of my mind. Uh, you talk about Logan Thomas, his quarterback, uh, Sam Howell with the Commanders. Uh, last week on Thursday, bit of a slow start, but in the second half, I think gave a pretty respectable performance for a fantasy owner in that one. Now, what do you think about his matchup this weekend? We had a text come in earlier. Uh, Howell against Atlanta also thought about Burrow versus Seattle and Stroud versus New Orleans. Uh, if you had to pick but one of those, is there a way you'd be going? So you said Howell, you said Stroud against um, New Orleans, and who was the third one? Uh, Joe, Joe Burrow against Seattle. You know what? Joe Burrow looked fine last week. And what really, there were two things that showed me that Burrow was in good shape. One is he actually ran on a play and he looked good. And the second one, the drive on his downfield passes was not there. Well, he found Jamar Chase deep and it looked like money. 
So right now, I am ready to go back. Seattle doesn't worry me. They have high rankings as a pass rush unit. That's because they played the Giants and had 10 sacks. So really, that's all that was. C.J. Stroud, it's a tougher matchup for him. Tank Dell is probably out. Sam Howell was fortunate to play a bad Bears defense. But um, Atlanta has really improved this year, and they bring some, some pass rush as well. So Howell needs garbage time. That's going to be a tighter game. So we're going to go with Burrow in that one. Uh, Jim, we mentioned you were coming on, so we wanted people to send in some questions for you. Mobius asks you this. Uh, would you trade Derrick Henry for Jameer Gibbs and Jordan Addison in a half PPR league? So Derrick Henry's playing about half the snaps these days, and that's problematic. However, Gibbs, they're not unlocking him in the pass game, and David Montgomery is going to be the early down runner. Now, Addison's going to get – he is right now he's dealing with an ankle. I think he'll be okay, and he should get extended looks while Justin Jefferson's out. I think in this case, Derrick Henry is not playing great week after week. I think you take two players you can, you can use in your lineup, make the trade to get two players, whereas Henry's going to be up and down, and we're not quite sure how his season's going to end. Jim Coventry joining us here of RotoWire as well as SiriusXM Fantasy, SiriusXM, the app, and at Channel 87 if you want to tune in tomorrow at uh, 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, one more for me here just quickly. Uh, we talked about the tight end position, potential waiver wires, and uh, just relating with Justin Jefferson and that injury. Is there any maybe sleepers this week you might have at the wide receiver position? So you, aside from Minnesota, you mean you cross? Yeah, league-wide. Right. Yeah, definitely. So when we look through the games this week, look, maybe because of the bye week last week, he's probably rostered, but Joshua Palmer from the Chargers, he could be a player that pops up. They're coming out of their bye. But let's go one deeper than the same team. Quinton Johnson has done nothing this year. And as a rookie, they were slowly ramping him in. Well, having the bye week, I think they wanted to be their deep threat. So if you are really stuck and you're looking for a super deep play, I think Quentin Johnson got dropped by a lot of people. He's somebody we could look at. And let's go further. Josh Reynolds, I don't know why he's not rostering as many leagues as he should be, but Josh Reynolds continues. since He had a groin injury a couple weeks back, but he is good many weeks for 70-plus yards. He's somebody we could look at. And, um, you know, Josh Downs of the Colts, they're playing the Jaguars. When Gardner Minshew's in, Downs' targets go considerably up. Those are three that come to mind. Jim Coventry from Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio, as well as RotoWire, our guest on the Fantasy Frenzy on Sports 1440. Brandon Douglas, Connor Halley with you. Jim, a couple texts coming in, and this is one I'm personally curious for my own selfish in- selfish interest as well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, uh, we saw a pretty lopsided share last weekend. Taylor just coming back into the fold after his new contract. So what do you think it looks like this week? And then uh, in a a secondary tier to that question, comparably to say Jerome Ford in Cleveland with Deshaun Watson out of the lineup, what do you think of a Ford versus Moss uh, lineup and maybe Moss versus Taylor if you're holding on to both of those guys? So last week, Jonathan Taylor played 15% of the snaps while Zach Moss was pretty much a full-time player. So it was clearly a a situation where they were easing Taylor in. But the fact they gave him 15% means he's on the fast track to seeing that grow. Now this week, my prediction is Moss and Taylor each play half. It's going to be a full, even split. And then next week, then Taylor takes over. So I think Zach Moss is going to be a better player than Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford, 
is not great as a runner. The line to Cleveland has some injuries in San Francisco's death against the run. And then where Ward was getting it done with a couple of pass receptions, I don't think P.J. Walker is making those passes to him. So I think Zach Moss is a player that you trust for one more week. Not as great as last week, but he still is going to cash in for you. And you can start Taylor, and obviously different leagues, you can start Taylor this week, I think, with half the carries, too. And, and under the assumption that maybe you are holding on to both guys, do you think it's reasonable to start both Moss and Taylor if maybe you're a, a little thin at the position due to bye weeks or, or injuries or something? This is the week I will say yes to that. Because if, if this week I could see a world where they both get 12 to 13 carries, and I think the way they're both playing, and Jacksonville, look, Jacksonville's a, a better defense than they were, but the interior Colts line is healthy and they're playing well, unlike last year, and they can attack on the ground. So I think this is a week, yes, yes. You, so you trust, you know, you, tr- you lower expectations from what you would for Taylor. He's more like a running back two this week. Moss is kind of a running back two slash flex, but they both can fit in. Yes, in compromised lineups, you can use them this week. Jim Coventry, our guest on Sports 1440 Fantasy Frenzy with Hallie and Douglas. Uh, Jim, Brock Purdy has evolved from flash in the pan, Mr. Irrelevant, to man, game manager, distributor of the ball, to now all of a sudden kind of in talks about a legitimate top 10 quarterback across the NFL. Uh, what do you like uh, about his matchup against Cleveland this week compared to, say, uh, one texter asked, compared to the aforementioned C.J. Stroud down in New Orleans? You know, this is a dangerous spot for Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's been phenomenal, and he gets his receivers schemed open very quickly, whether it's McCaffrey out of the screen game, whether it's Brandon Ayuk or even George Kittle. They are wonderful at scheming players open. This is going to be a real big test. Cleveland brings pressure from all over the place, not just Miles Garrett anymore. And their receivers frequently, I mean, their quarterbacks, as you say, will press the receivers to break the timing. This particular road matchup coming off a big win against Dallas, this is going to be a real test for Brock Purdy. Um, look, he always seems to get his way to some production, but I think this would be lower our expectations. I think we're looking at 220 on the yardage tops. I think we're just going to get one touchdown, not the usual two. C.J. Stroud is fairly equal to those numbers against New Orleans. Because New Orleans is not an easy matchup. Stroud has shown he can win against the most. I think they both are very closely ranked. So I think the tiebreaker in this case would go to Brock Purdy since Tank Dell is out one of the three receivers for C.J. Stroud. Jim Coventry joining us here. Make sure to give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Coventry NFL. Uh, Jim, just want to ask you about the L.A. Rams and their stud wide receivers right now. Obviously, when Cooper Cup started the year out of the lineup, uh, Puka Nakua was in demand, especially the waiver wire after week one. Now, we saw it last week. He still received 11 targets, had seven receptions. Cooper Cup had 12 targets for eight receptions, a little more yardage, and Nakua getting the major. Uh, when it comes to this team going forward, uh, can you still re- rely on Puka Nakua as a great option? Uh, with the return of Cooper Cup? I think we can. And see, what I learned early in the season were a couple of things. First of all, Matthew Stafford, we know that Sean McVay's crafted game plan to get the ball out of his hand quickly so he doesn't take a beating and he stays healthy. Well, that was perfect. So Puka Nakua was getting open earlier. Tutu Atwell was schemed up. Well, Cooper Cup and Nakua are both going to continue to get open in the short and intermediate area for fast passes. And so they are both going to continue to see high targets. We saw last week Atwell's targets drop, Tyler Higby's targets drop. So they're going to keep both of those receivers plenty involved. Cup has the higher ceiling, but Nakua is not going to be very far behind. 
Jim, last one for you. Anyone out there that you're thinking, stay away from. Do not start this player this week. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's a tough question coming on. Um, Gus Edwards, maybe. Gus Edwards. Um, I don't know how many of are starting him anyway, but they're playing Tennessee, and they should get Pierre Tarpet, their, their defensive tackle, and he's not catching any pass. He's not seeing goal line work. He's somebody. I'm trying to think of a higher profile guy for you to stay away from um, just off the top of my head. Uh, Geno Smith against Cincinnati. Coming out of the mm-hmm. bye, his, he had a little bit of mess up with his knee. I think Geno Smith's going to be in for some game plan scheme pressure from Lou Anarumo, and I think Geno Smith is going to be a little trouble, in a little trouble on this road game. Jim, that is absolutely awesome. We really appreciate you coming on the show today. Uh, thanks a lot, and hopefully we can get you on later on in the year. Anytime. Thanks for having me. There you go. That is Jim Coventry. You can check him out online on Twitter or X. Jim Coventry NFL is with Rotowire Series XM. He'll be on tomorrow, 11 a.m., talking all things fantasy sports. And I like that because you drop the quarterback, and then all of a sudden, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith-Jigba, Noah Fant, who I had mentioned. Maybe Noah Fant makes a play. I don't know. We will see. I did pick up Jackson Smith-Jigba, hoping... uh, he can overtake Tyler Lockett at some point because Lockett's been a bit of a letdown for me. I don't know if you've got him in any leagues. I don't. He's one I don't ever like starting, and I just hope he proves me wrong. I'm a DK guy. Yeah, through, I right? wish <laughs> virtually every year I go. I go out of my way unnecessarily to make sure I have DK Metcalf on my teams. Uh, I just, oh God, what a monster! I I was that way for like. I guess everyone has their guy, right? Najoku was my guy for a long time. Larry Fitzgerald, like guys you have to have. DK Metcalf. I don't I don't watch too many Seahawks games, but like how do you stop that guy? Uh, He's like Chase Claypool <laughs> with production. If you go back to his uh, scouting report coming out of uh, Ole Miss, I think, mm-hmm. it was uh, not great at turning corners. He's obviously <laughs> incredibly fast in a straight line, but maybe not the best route runner. Um, but if you have a quarterback with a good enough arm and, and enough accuracy, that uh, game-breaking speed in a straight line can sometimes be all you really need. And we've seen it uh, on the defensive side of the ball, too, a couple seasons ago, chasing down like a 99-yard uh, almost pick six by Buda Baker. So, uh, yeah, I love love DK, even if he still uh, lets me down semi-regularly on a week-to-week basis. DK and A.J. Brown at Ole Miss, starting receivers together. That's like... He also had Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson at LSU. Devontae Smith and somebody else at Bama. Jalen Waddle. Yeah, Smith won the Heisman, obviously. But I mean, yeah, you could scroll through. I mean, I in, I think in a couple of years we'll be talking about Marvin Harrison and uh, is it Egbuli? Yeah, the other guy. It's a tough name to pronounce. Probably yeah. both first round picks this year. So I think, uh, man, some schools are absolutely loaded. You just wonder why they didn't win more. But uh, we can. That's a whole other topic. We could go back and find that out. Uh, we've got a text coming in here. I really want to get to it. It's a J Dub from Mournville, and it's a bit of a wordy one here. So we'll try to get kind of the Cliff's notes here. Hey guys, new getting into the NFL as a fan. For now, just watching teams to learn the game and the teams. I want each of you to pick one team that would be a fun team to follow and put energy into. I initially had interest in Seattle when Wilson was there, in the eventual hopes to drive down there for football and hockey football baseball etc but since wilson left it doesn't went well much further not looking to be a denver fan either i also don't want to jump on the obvious bandwagon team like kansas city he's got family who's there and uh yeah you know what are you gonna do if go to kansas city for hockey not yet 
Give me one team you would put energy into if you were given a clean slate and trying to pick your team already. So basically, yeah, he wants us each to pick one team that we think he should follow <clears throat> going forward. We'll do that after the break. We That's think gives about us that. a little time to think this about it. This is a lot it. of pressure because yeah. I don't want to send you in the wrong direction. I'm certainly not telling you to cheer for the Chargers. All <laughs> they will do is stress you out. But uh, let us know, one 401 1440 J-Dub in Morinville, which team in the NFL should he start to cheer for? Uh, we'll get to those and a few more questions. On the way, it is Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie and Douglas, brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky on Sports 1440. Welcome back to Fantasy Frenzy here on Sports 1440. Connor, Hallie, Brandon, Douglas with you. Frenzy brought to you by Wilhock Beef Jerky. Check them out, wilhockbeefjerky.com. 1-833-401-1440 is the text line if you want to get in on the conversation. We threw it out there earlier on. Uh, we had a, a text come in from Morinville saying, getting into the NFL, looking for a team to cheer for. Uh, we got a couple of responses coming in, but I first want to get to this one from Imitation Tom. He says, there's a truck full of garbage flipped over on the Hende near the dump. That sounds messy. Hope everyone's okay. But uh, if you're on the Hende, maybe keep an eye out for that one. No information. Stay left, stay right, but stay woke. Keep your eyes open and uh, try to avoid that one. Uh, the question, though, which team should you cheer for? Uh, we've got the Bills coming in here as a potential one. Now, that could be seen as a bandwagon. So there might be some risk to that one. Uh, another one here, no name on it, coming in from Boyle, the Detroit Lions. See, I like that one because there's some upside there. They're a good team, but they haven't, I don't think you'd be considered a bandwagoner quite yet because they're still on the rise. So I don't mind that one. Uh, Brandon, who are you thinking? As I browse through the list of uh, teams, you and I kind of threw a few back and forth here over the break. And I, I honestly... I do kind of want to tell uh, J-Dub that the Houston Texans are a great team to latch on to right now. And that, and that is biased and selfish as they are my squad. Uh, D'Amico Ryans, great head coach, uh, albeit early on in the career, but he's looking like he's got things under control. C.J. Stroud, through whatever, a handful of weeks, does appear to be the franchise quarterback they've been after. Some great options at receiver on the young side. Defense, Will Anderson Jr. just drafted third overall. Like, There's a lot of things to like, and even less so than, say, the Lions or, or this other team I'm about to suggest is my actual one. Um, the, the Texans are still pretty bad. So it's like you're getting on them at the low point to, to buy low, take advantage of the capital gains when they peak out here in maybe another couple of years. But the actual team I'm going to suggest as a non-biased option is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, in-state, or in-state, in-division rival of my Texans, but Trevor Lawrence, such a tumultuous rookie season under Urban Meyer. That franchise looked in disarray. They oust Meyer, um, bring in the, the new staff, and Trevor Lawrence just completely turns it around and looks like the guy that was a cannot-miss quarterback prospect coming out of Clemson. So they're a team on the rise, a team that not a lot of people cheer for because a lot of people don't even know where Jacksonville is in the United States, especially up here in Canada. Um, it's in Florida, by the way. So if you're looking at like making a trip to see games, the weather will be nice. They've got a pool in their stadium. Um, there's no hockey team super close to go check out, but I'm sure you can make something work that way if you're planning longer sports trips. But all these things rolled into one, the endurance, the lack of support, uh, the weather, the stadium, the staff. I'm going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars. 
Yeah, I mean, that would be a nice one. You got your franchise quarterback. You could potentially go down there to Jacksonville, wherever it is, somewhere in Florida. I don't know. It's not Miami. It's not Tampa, but it's <laughs> yeah. it's somewhere. I want to say northern Florida. Correct. Duval County. You know, for me, like, I, I guess it depends. If you're in for the long haul, there's a couple teams that come to mind, and the Houston Texans were one of them, I will say. Like, all the things you mentioned, D'Amico Ryan's is the head coach. I think this guy's an absolute stud. Uh, you got your quarterback. You got Will Anderson on defense, so you got some nice pieces there. If you wanted to go for a team that, you know, potentially could have the uh, the big rebuild, you could look at the Chicago Bears, a historic team. Don't know if Justin Fields is going to be the guy, but they've got a couple first-round picks. As we sit right now, they have the first and third overall pick in the NFL draft. So if you could you know, weather the storm during the regular season, it'll turn around hopefully pretty soon. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are another one, Tommy G's team. Uh, if you're looking for a place to go hang out and watch a football game, tough to beat the desert, and you could also potentially go see an Oilers game, taking on the Coyotes. Could be point night for the Oilers, so that could be fun too. Uh, and if you take the Bears, you could go watch Connor Bedard. You could go see the Bulls. Cubbies would be tough. White Sox would be tough, but you could also be murdered. You know, Chicago. You know, stay stay in a safe area. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that that could happen anywhere. That's just a risk of life. You know, I could get hit by a bus. So, if you were willing to to just deal with a terrible team. I think this would be the time because you're not, you're not too committed. They could suck. Your friends could chirp you, but you're like, you know what? Hey, I'm just getting into it. It really doesn't offend me. And then in a couple of years, when you start to become that diehard, they could be turning it around. So those were the two teams that I thought if you're in it for the long haul, uh, that would be a good one. There are some teams I would avoid. Uh, you don't want to be a Cowboys fan. That's heartbreak. You don't want to be a Chargers fan. That's heartbreak. Raiders, probably going to be heartbreaking, but a wicked city. If you want to go to Vegas and have a good time to watch the game, but yeah, honestly, the team that first came to mind that is just is the Houston Texans. I just really like D'Amico Ryans. They've struggled for a while. I've gave you a couple options, some teams to avoid, but uh, the Houston Texans are the one that I come away with. But, uh, oh, we got another text. <laughs> okay, I'll, let's stick on the topic here. Uh, Maddie says, Dolphins all day, boys. Tua is taken to the promise lines. I mean, as long as there's not wind and he can throw the ball, you know, his 45 yards downfield, Tua can be the guy to get you there. Uh, if we are considering crime, I guess Detroit's out too. Yeah, I have a buddy who went to Detroit and had a very scary story. So it's all about where you stay. There's there's dangerous parts of every NFL city, maybe with the exception of Green Bay. I think Green Bay is a pretty safe town. Uh, franchise in Slave Lake says this is going to the NHL D-man on IR Wierenski goes down in game one who's the best pickup uh, Brandon you got any waiver wire pickups when it comes to the NHL I think we had a great discussion uh, yesterday um, on air we talked a lot of hockey uh, with our guest as well uh, Jeff Ulrich and talking daily fantasy and stuff but there's a couple young guys that I think probably weren't drafted um, I, I keep bringing up the name Cam York. Uh, he didn't necessarily stand out last night uh, in their opening win over Columbus, but guys like Kalen Addison or Brock Faber in Minnesota, um, they're going to see some offensive opportunity, power play time. 
I hesitate once again to sound biased to go to to go to Anaheim in my Ducks, but uh, a name like Jamie Drysdale coming off uh, virtually missing the entire season, shoulder surgery, new contract, um, he's going to see some some time in the top pairing probably with Cam Fowler. So th- there's names out there. I, I always veer towards younger players just because of, even when it's not relevant, it's not a keeper league, it's not whatever. I, I'm just I, it's a tendency I have is to go look at like young players that are maybe rookies, second year, looking to grab hold of opportunity. Um, and, uh, and you know, think back a couple of years ago, Evan Bouchard with the Oilers when he was just starting to kind of break in. If you'd got him early and maybe held on to him for a season or two, now you're laughing. Maybe you're laughing at him in game one because of how he played, but I, I don't think that's going to be the norm. This is a guy who can easily put up 60 points. But, yeah, I don't have one specific name, but I think if you just go down uh, teams' rosters and depth charts and find uh, a second, third-pairing guy that might still be out there in the free agent pool, um, and, and maybe they're younger, uh, and just see if they're going to get a few power play looks. Those are always guys I tend to skew towards. Fantasy Frenzy, Hallie and Douglas with you here for the next six minutes or so before Low Tide hops on. Uh, he's got your Ramchick on at 120. Also, Steve Lansky at Big Mouth Sports. And they'll talk uh, a little bit about the NHL. The Oilers get you ready for the weekend. Deck the Nations, top five NHL players born in the United States. Top five American-born hockey players. Is Patty Kane number one? Tune in to the Lowdown with Low Tide. Uh, Cat Dad says, that wasn't a garbage truck that, truck that flipped over. That was a Denver Broncos team bus. <laughs> <laughs> garbage everywhere. Yikes. Jerry Judy. Just a guy. <laughs> Just <laughs> a guy. This one from Scalding Gord. Uh, murdered. Have you seen CSI Vegas? They have a murder every week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually two. Yeah, you don't. Two per episode. I don't think there's a CSI Green Bay, Wisconsin, so... Uh, yeah, it was called Dahmer. Oh, well, I think he, he was Iowa? in Mil- Milwaukee. I think but. was he okay. Well, yeah. and also making a murder, whatever that guy's name was, that was also just outside of Milwaukee, I believe, Kenosha County or whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where like Melvin Gordon and another NFL corner played high school football. Wow, but yeah, it's a place like uh, Wisconsin is surprisingly dangerous. Well, you're apparently. safe nowhere. Okay, yeah, that, like like Connor said, it, you're gonna face danger wherever you go, but. I mean, yeah, there are certain cities, whether it be in Canada or the United States, that have certain reputations, and they're usually earned, not just given out of uh, um, just willy-nilly. The Rig. Once upon a time, he was known by a different name, I believe. The Rig. I've been a Seahawks fan ever since my aunt and uncle started sending me sway over 40 years ago. They live in Olympia. Jump on board. No, we don't need enough. We got enough 12s, Rig. Very popular fan base here in Western Canada for obvious reasons. Uh, uh, the, the closest geographically, but I could tell you the amount of Seahawks, Cardinals, Rams games I watched in like the early two thousands because of Fox, like mm. Fox Seattle or whatever. Coeur d'Alene being the the one we had up here was too much. So I I don't like the Seahawks. I wouldn't go that route. Uh, but hey, there's there's a lot of twelves in this city and. You would have a lot of common ground, right? Yeah. If, if you jumped onto a team like that, then you're going to have people to uh, to meet up with. Maybe there's some uh, Seahawks fans in Edmonton Reddit pages or something. You can go and chop it up and go watch games together. For sure. I'll tell you straight up, there's not very many Texans fans kicking around. Myself, uh, Norm and a Combine, or is it Northside Norm? One of those Norm two. and a Combine. Norm and a Combine, big yeah. Houston Texans guy. My friend Blake, who's in my own fantasy league from back in Delburn, he's a Texans guy as well. But few and far between uh, up here in Alberta's capital city. Craig the Keg says, Steelers, terrible talent in Asian is where it's at, boys. I mean, 
the the thing about the Steelers is as long as they have Mike Tomlin, they'll be competitive. TJ Watts an absolute beast. Minka Fitzpatrick. I mean, there's some guys to to really enjoy. I don't know if I'm on the picket bandwagon yet, but we'll see. Great hair, young player, going in the right direction. And if you went to a game in Pittsburgh, it would be outstanding. Like, it would be a cool experience. Plus, you got the Penguins, so that could be fun. Uh, Scoots, the rig. He goes by many names, turning back in. He says, there was no such thing as a 12s when I started. Yeah, I mean, you're old school. You probably, 40 years. That's Is that Largent? What he, that 40 years ago? Sean Alexander? I mean, that's only 20 say, that's years ago. That's not 40 years ago, but... But Largent had to be there. Probably would have seen Warren Moon, maybe, towards the end. I don't know. Time time is a construct. <laughs> so they say, uh, coming up on the show today with Jason Greger, uh, lots to get to. Of course, so we'll talk about the CFL Elks in action this weekend. Uh, Alan Mitchell will join us. Wanya Gratz, Craig Button, Mark Spector, David Quadrelli, going to reach out to him see if he wants to hop on talk a little vancouver canucks uh that'll be two to six uh scalding gore it says vikings don't let brett suffer alone that the vikings chargers raiders there's a lot of teams i just think you got to stay clear of because they'll just hurt you nothing but bad times uh that'll do it for us on the show just quickly want to say again thank you to everyone who joined our fantasy hockey pool i'm currently sitting in eighth spot coming for that number one spot but we sent a the $900 over to Jason Greger today to put it towards Greger's grads. So uh, three kids from you guys alone will be going to their grad in a beautiful, nice suit and be able to use that for the rest of their lives, whether it's interviews, weddings, whatever it might be. Uh, one last thing for those kids to worry about. So thank you again for your donations. Uh, we're also going to be helping out Socktober, uh, getting those in need, some socks. Big thank you to Jim Coventry for hopping on the show today. Check out our podcast if you missed anything up at Apple and Spotify. Right now, though, we'll get to a Sports Center update or Sports 1440 update brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky, home of Alberta's best beef jerky locations in Leduc's, Bruce Grove, and West Edmonton Mall. WilhawkBeefJerky.com. Here's Brandon Douglas.